Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, we talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll hear just a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it will be to simplify our lives. So thank you for joining me today for another episode of this podcast. I'm excited to dig into this topic tonight. Um, Well, tonight while I'm recording, it's the evening. Who knows when you're listening to this out there in podcast world. Um, But I wanted to first thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christian publisher of homeschool resources or just resources for your family. Great encouragement, great homeschool curriculum. Head over to Apologia.com. Check out all the specials they have going on right now. We are huge fans of Apologia. We are using them this year for science and for health and nutrition. They also have great um, Bible studies and different resources for your family, so go check them out. Thank you, Apologia. So today I wanted to talk about a topic that I was sort of addressing this week on my Facebook page and on my Instagram, um, and that is how do we live simply in a HGTV, Pinterest, and Instagram world, right? <laughs> so I kind of touch on these topics quite a bit um, in various episodes here and there, but tonight I really wanted to dig in because... I've just been sort of thinking about this a lot this week as I have scrolled myself through my, you know, Instagram feeds or through, um, I was going to say Pinterest. I never go on Pinterest. I don't even open the thing because I just can't. Um, or, you know, my Facebook, things like that. So I was going to talk about a little bit of the things that I have found over there and why I think sometimes our world is just upside down and going crazy. Um, I also wrote this the other day on the blog and I thought I would share it to open up this episode because it sort of encompasses everything that I wanted to talk about. So this is what I wrote. It says, what if you lived in a place where no No one cared what you wore. They didn't even see it. You just wore what was comfortable. It could be the same thing day after day, and it wouldn't matter. You were clothed, and they just saw you. What if you lived in a place where folks came over to each other's homes just for the sake of visiting, or helping, or loving? It didn't matter if you served the richest of meals, or crackers and water. Those were just additions to the visit, not the purpose. What if you lived in a place where your home was simply a shelter, a place to rest your head, enjoy company, and to sleep soundly? But how it looked was never an issue. It was simply your dwelling place. What if you lived in a place where no one compared, no one envied, each was working for the good of the others? What if you lived in a place where the center of your life was truly the gospel, without all of the other things distracting you, and daily life consisted of being steeped in God's word and then living it out? Why do we spend so much time on the details? Why do we add the gospel to our lives instead of living our lives from the gospel? These are all things that I am thinking about. Uh, And I wrote on this blog, actually, these are all things I'm thinking about this morning as I gaze out into the day and realize time is ticking, life is short, why waste it? 
So that pretty much encompasses all of Simply Living for Him right there, right? You know, like my mission here at Simply Living for Him is always to point people to Jesus and to help us get rid of the distractions or the things that are hindering us on our walk with Jesus so that we can see Him and hear Him, you know, above all else. And so this kind of encompasses all of those things, right? You know, I think about this a lot. Um, This is just the way my brain works. I'm constantly thinking about these kinds of things. Like, why do we get so caught up in how we look, in how things look, um, rather than focusing on what the Bible says? The Bible says not to focus on outward appearances, yet our culture is consumed with outward appearances. And because of social media, it has exponentially grown to be even more consumed with how things look. So, you know, I was talking today actually on my Insta, no, yeah, on my Facebook, I think I wrote about um, Instagram. I was saying how, you know, last week, okay, here's a funny story. Last week I was searching, not searching, I was just scrolling around, probably mindlessly on Instagram, right? Like we do sometimes. And I sort of came across this, and this happens sometimes where I'm like, what? I came across this, um, this, um, account and it was, I don't know, something about DIY and, you know, remodeling your home. And, um, it was a laundry room renovation was the basis of the post. And so there were photos of this laundry room renovation and there were people commenting, you know, hundreds of people commenting about their, um, excuse me, that's my computer growing off. I'm just going to be real here. That is Grace, my daughter, texting me to let me know she is somewhere because whenever she drives somewhere, I tell her to text me when she gets there. So (laughs) Grace just made it onto the podcast. Um, So excuse the little ding in the background. I just turned the volume off. So um, anyway, keeping it real over here on the podcast. Anyway, I had uh, started reading these comments. I don't know why I do this to myself because I get frustrated. But, you know, so here's this, you know, uh, DIY account talking about, you know, their amazing laundry room renovation and how it's taken like more than a year to complete, to find the perfect flooring, to find the perfect decor, to find the perfect um, cabinets and all this stuff. And I'm reading that and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a big deal for a laundry room. But yet, as I'm reading the comments, I'm realizing that not everyone thinks that's weird. Like everyone was like, oh, yes, me too. We're in the process of our laundry room renovation and it's taken us two years and we're trying to find the perfect this and that and we need the right canisters to hold the soap. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, oh, my word. What happened to our culture? Right. So I'm, I'm reading this. And so I posted about it today on Facebook and I said something like, um, I don't have the post in front of me, but I said something like, you know, how I had (laughs) scrolled through and found this and said, what has become of us? Like we are a culture that used to, you know, not long ago back in Ma on Little House on the Prairie. Y'all know I'm a huge fan of Ma on Little House Prairie. She was beating her laundry on a rock, right? (laughs) clean her laundry, what she wouldn't have done for not only a machine that washed her clothes, but one that was in the house. And so not long ago, our culture was beating their laundry on a rock. And you know what? After reading that Instagram post today, 
I almost think that would be easier than what we as a culture are doing to ourselves to get a laundry room just right. It doesn't even make sense to me. It's a room where we wash our clothes. Okay, hear me on that. A room where we wash our clothes, right? And so the uh, the time, I mean, people are saying a year or two they spent on this. The time, the investment financially, I mean, we're talking about people talking about stress over finding the right canisters for the soap. And I'm not condemning all people. I know not everybody does this, but I'm just saying, like, this is where our society's going. And that's just a little picture of anything. You could talk about, you know, kitchen renovations, home renovations, uh, bathroom renovations, you know, anything, right? We, uh, homeschool rooms. Oh, for goodness sakes. If you're a homeschooler, you know that people are spending lots of time and money and investment and too much time and stress over making the homeschool room look just so. So, I'm just reading that and I'm like, oh my goodness, give me Ma like beating her clothes on the rock because I think that's easier. I'll go down to the creek any day than spending a year or two and thousands, no, tens of thousands of dollars. So I'm just like, what has happened to our culture? But you know what has happened to our culture? It's the visual aspect of things. It's the social media that is inundating our minds and kind of just showing us this stuff all the time. Now, I don't have TV, but I know HGTV, you know, there's other networks. We have 24-hour channels dedicated to showing us how our houses should look. And I said in this post that I wrote, this blog post, what if you lived in a place where your home was simply a shelter, a place to rest your head? Enjoy company and to sleep soundly. How it looked was never an issue. It was simply your dwelling place. Why are we so focused on how things look? Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy having my house look nice. I'm not saying, you know, just have a big old mess. That's not what I'm saying. But are we forgetting the purpose behind it? Like, we're talking about a laundry room, a place where you wash your clothes. And we're turning it into this big thing that it has to look just so and be organized just so. We're not keeping the main thing the main thing anymore, whether it's in laundry rooms or kitchens or homes or anything. You know, even for our own clothes, right? I watch, you know, Little House on the Prairie, and I look at Ma, and I'm like, I wish... I wish it was like that. She has her one dress that she wears every day. Then she's got her Sunday dress. In the early years, it was her brown dress. That was her good dress. And, you know, the girls, they have their dress they wear to school and their dress on Sundays. And we could totally do that nowadays. And you're all like, oh, no, we can't because people think we're crazy. Says who? Like, who sets that standard? Who sets the standard that you must... Never wear the same thing twice. That you must follow all the latest trends. That you must have every accessory and keep up, right? Our clothes' main purpose is to clothe us, but we have taken it to an entire level of our clothes represent who we are. You know, we, we want to portray a certain look. We want to, you know, and 
don't get me wrong. I enjoy, you know, dressing up or, or, um, buying new clothes. Just, I just went to old Navy this weekend. I had a huge coupon. So <laughs> I'm not trying to sit here and be like, I wear the same brown dress every day. I don't. So I, these are thoughts that I have for myself, you know, convicting myself like Karen, really, who cares? Um, but I do have to say there is something to be said about uniform. I always call it, I have like certain outfits that I love. And there's this one particular dress, yellow dress. You've probably seen it a hundred times if you've seen pictures of me on Instagram. I wore it so many times at one point. I was calling it like my uniform, my homeschool mom uniform. So, but it was like this one dress. It was super comfortable. I loved how it fit. You could dress it up, dress it down. I could wear it with flip-flops and it was casual. I could, you know, wear it with heels and I could go out. So it was um, something that I was always like, yeah, I could wear this every day and I would be perfectly happy. But you know what? Society says I can't. I need to always look different. I need to always be worrying about what other people think about how I look. And so in my heart, I would have worn that dress, you know, two times, washed it, worn another two times, washed it, <laughs> probably worn it like more times out of the week than not if I followed my own gut because it was comfortable. And so I, we don't realize how much of an effect our society has on us, you know? But if you think about it, we have taken so many things that third world countries would take for granted, right? Like a washing machine, like, and we've turned it into, I mean, it boggles my mind that we will turn that into tens of thousands of dollars and one to two years to have the right laundry room. Um, so, and if you're out there and you're one, you know, you're redoing your lunchroom, this is not conviction condemning you. But I hope it would get us thinking as a um as a culture and get us thinking like why do we go after the things that aren't important? Why do we choose to go after these things that are not what we are made for? We are made for God. We are made to glorify him. It doesn't glorify him when we use our time and our treasure on frivolous things. Again, I'm talking to myself. I'm not over here like condemning you all. These are the things I think about myself. Like Karen, really, why'd you just spend, you know, an hour in home goods? And as you all know, I'm not much of a decorator, but if I'm going to go to a store, it's usually home goods. And you know, worrying about getting the right pillow. I don't know what it is, you know, the right thing. Um, or, you know, I was, I guess I was in Old Navy the other day. That's a waste sometimes. I have a closet full of clothes. Oh, but the seasons are changing and, and you know, that Old Navy, they woo me in with the coupons. So <laughs> it's like, oh, I must, I must, you know, go get new things. The seasons are changing when I really have plenty. And it all goes back to where is our heart and where are we choosing to spend our time and our treasure and how much emphasis are we putting on outside and how things look. Again, our home, our home is a place where we want people to come. This is what I always say. We, I want my home to be a place where people come and when they leave, all they remember is they felt loved there or that they encountered Jesus in my home. I mean, that would be the best thing in the world. If someone left my home and said, I encountered Jesus in that home. I would hope they would leave my home and they couldn't even remember what it looked like because they were too busy feeling love and, and 
you know, talking about maybe deep things and remembering how they felt and the conversations we had and the connection we made in that home rather than, oh, Karen served, you know, a wonderful meal and wonderful uh, decor in her home, you know, and that's another thing with the meals, right? We have gone overboard as a society. I mean, food is something we need to live, but our society has made it that we live to eat, right? And I love to eat. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I love, I love good food, um, and I love to eat, but our society has completely, you know, gone from food being something we need to survive and to live to, you know, let's have entire television networks, 24-hour networks dedicated to cooking shows. Let's have Pinterest show every which way you can make every kind of recipe or every kind of food there is, right? And so recipes and food and meal planning and, you know, uh, freezer cooking and major meal planning and all this stuff. You know, I'm posting a few of my uh, posts this week. I've scheduled them already for um, to kind of go up on Facebook about how I feel about that meal planning and how we keep things simple. So you can go to the Facebook page and check that out this week. But, you know, I'm not, I, I can't imagine spending so much time on the meals. Like we're blessed these days that we don't literally have to spend all day cooking like Ma did on the awesome prairie, right? But yet what do we do? We spend like hours and hours like trying to create these Pinterest perfect meal plans and uh, you know, these huge like um batch cooking and all this stuff where we're so focused on getting these like elaborate meal plans out. And it's not to say like you can't enjoy food and you can't enjoy cooking, but are we losing our sense of, you know, what's important or again, where we're spending our time? And again, if these things are causing you stress, you know, if you're having company and you're stressed over what you're going to serve and if it's, you know, a good enough um, menu and if it's elaborate enough or, you know, if it's a Pinterest perfect recipe, then that's kind of like we're losing sight of the fact that when we have company to our home, it is for hospitality. There's a huge difference between entertaining and hospitality. I have a whole podcast episode about that. And in fact, with holidays and Thanksgiving and all that approaching, I need to repost that one because we get really caught up in entertaining and we forget hospitality. So the difference between entertaining and hospitality is entertaining says, look what I can do. I can serve a Pinterest perfect meal. I watched, you know, the Food Network and I follow Instagram accounts and I created this picture perfect meal. And hospitality says, come into my home. Let me feed you and let's connect. And let me serve you and let me show you God's love. It's not about what you can do. It's about what can you do for someone to serve them. So entertaining focuses on you and look at me, look what I can do. I'm a great hostess. I have the perfect linens and the perfect table setting. Who cares? No, really, I'm serious. <laughs> like, who cares? You know, we're here for people, not for things. And we're forgetting that. And the more we're inundated with these visual images all the time on Instagram, on Facebook, on Pinterest, on TV, on, on magazines, on, you know, or just talking with friends sometimes, whatever it is, the more we are inundated with that stuff, the more we think that it's normal and it's the way it's supposed to be. Guess what? You can wear the same outfit 
you know, three times a week, four times a week. You can serve plain meals when people come over. It doesn't mean you love them less. Maybe it means you love them more because you want to have the time to sit and spend with them. You know, that's one thing too. When people come to my house, I'm all about like leaving the dishes in the sink and I'll take care of it when you're all gone. Not that I'm like being disrespectful and letting the kitchen stay a mess while my company is there. I don't want to take away from my company by like having to, you know, do all that. I'm always just like, ah, I'll worry about it later. Let's sit. Let's talk. The reason I invited you over to my home is because I care about you and let's connect. So, you know, we can, we can get caught up in wanting our home to look so perfect that we're forgetting the purpose of our home is to connect with people. And, you know, all of these things, this Instagram, this Pinterest, this um, Facebook, the HGTV world, all these things are creating such comparison. And there is no room for comparison in the life of a believer because that just fosters coveting. It just, it makes us covet someone else's stuff, someone else's life. And it is not glorifying to God when we do that. So when I also said in this post, what if you lived in a place where the center of your life was truly the gospel without all the other things distracting you and daily life consisted of being steeped in God's word and then living it out. I want to live a life where I am so undistracted by all of these things that have no purpose in the end that I can just live out the gospel the way the Bible tells me to serving others, serving the Lord relationships, people. Those are the things that matter. The other stuff is just the kind of like icing on the cake, right? It's extra. But our society is all about all of those things first, and then we can love on others. And it's not that way. We're so distracted by what we think we need to do. We need to have the perfect home. You know, years ago, the perfect home was whatever, 800 square feet. Then you'll have a generation later, 1,200 square feet. Generation later, 2,200 square feet. Generation later, we're up to like 4,000 square feet. We just keep expanding and making things bigger. Kitchens used to be tiny, tiny. Now they're enormous. But we have a culture that is no better off than generations ago. In fact, we're more stressed we're more, um, you know, worrying about how we don't have enough time. Oh, we have plenty of time. If we weeded out our internet time, our time shopping for all these things we think we need, our time fussing over our hair and makeup and clothes, you know, all these things, whatever it is for you, we have time. Our lives should be so gospel-centered and so centered on the Bible that those things become less and less important. What's important is connecting with Jesus and connecting with people. And this is the road that I'm walking now. This is the journey that I'm on. So believe me, I haven't arrived. And part of me doing this podcast episode, like I said, is always speaking to myself, you know? But this is the journey I'm, I'm on. And this is a journey that I think about a lot. And I, I, I really think about, you know, what do I want to spend my time on? What do I want to um, really, really focus on? Do I really want to, you know, there's been times where I didn't want to invite people over. I remember, especially in my old house, I always felt like it wasn't 
nice enough or neat enough or organized enough or pretty enough. And I would kind of shy away from having people over and I definitely didn't want anybody to stop over unexpectedly. And I have been transforming my, I don't want to say myself, God has been transforming me in that and that I am realizing that my home is not supposed to be a showpiece or a bragging piece like, oh yes, come over so you can see how great my home is and then you can covet and want to be like me. That's causing people to sin. First of all, I don't want that, you know? And I, I don't want to wait to invite somebody over until I feel like my home looks good enough. I have a home. That means it's good enough. I have shelter. That means I have a place to be with my family. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We're, we're raising our children in the Lord. And what am I teaching them if I'm teaching them that you know, we're raising you in the Lord, but we have to have the perfect home and we have to spend $20,000 on our laundry room and we have to have everything perfect before we can invite people over. And when they come over, we have to have the perfect meal. And so, no, I want, I want it all to be completely upside down from what the world says and says, you know what? Our home, no matter what it looks like, because I'm not saying if you have a 4,000 square foot home and, you know, you have tons of things that you aren't living a gospel-centered life. That is not what I'm saying, so please don't hear that. But there are a lot of us who are making that the goal and that the focus and that we think we will have arrived or we think that will be, you know, the be-all, end-all. Guess what? We can have that, you know, remodeled um, laundry room and all that stuff, and we're still going to be discontent. We're still going to be washing our clothes, the laundry's not going anywhere until they invent me some kind of laundry room that says I have no more laundry. I'm not spending my time and money on it. <laughs> you know, I tell this story. Um, I've told this story before if you've heard other podcast episodes and definitely if you've heard me speak, but I'll tell it again for anyone who hasn't heard it. There was a time where, you know, when we first moved into our home, we're, we're coming up on four years now in our home and I love my home. We have our little hobby farm in the country and we absolutely are in heaven here. I love it. I feel like I'm on vacation every day. I just adore my house, right? And it's not about the house itself per se, because it has a lot of imperfections. It's not perfect, but to me, it's my paradise. And we love the property and we just feel so blessed. So we were here maybe about a year or so. And I truly, truly kept saying every single day how much I love my house. I'm so glad. We're so blessed. You know, I'm so thankful, so grateful. And so we were watching um, HGTV and we started watching um, the Joanna Gaines show. What is it called? Fixer Upper. And so we were watching that as a family, you know, in the evenings before bed, we always watch a show. And that was like our show of the month that we were watching for a while. And one day after the show ended, I was sort of looking around my house <laughs> And I'm like, boy, does my house stink. I thought my house was good. My house is not good. Now, you have to remember, I'm in love with my house. I'm always saying I will never move. I love this house. And, you know, I'm not big on decor. It's never been my thing. You know, I, I like it to look nice, but I'm not going to go all out of my way to try to, like, order the perfect curtains or anything like that. It's like, oh, these are here. This, these came with the house. This will do. And so um, here I was. My views were starting to change about this thing that I loved because we were watching the show every night for a couple of weeks. And I realized, 
wow, those are really nice houses. And mine doesn't look anything like that. I don't have like all this cute little fancy stuff. And so I noticed that every house had a farm sink. They always had this farm sink, right? So I was like, well, we're on a little farmhouse and we're on a little hobby farm, we call it. And we're out in the country. We need a farm sink. That would be so cute. So I said to Steve, you know, maybe we should get one of those farm sinks like they have on the show. He's like, are you kidding me? When we bought our house, it was only a year old at this time. It was brand new. He's like, we don't need a sink. I know, but those little farm sinks are cute. And then maybe it would look cute like those houses on, you know, Joanna Gaines. And he's like, do you know how much those things cost? And I'm like, I know. And then I was convicted because I was like, I'm talking about spending $1,000 on something that I'm going to use to wash the dishes. To wash the dishes. And I'm stressing over how it looks. Like, we're, we forget what is the purpose of this thing, right? I could spend $1,000 on so much other stuff. Again, not convicting you if you have a farm sink. I love your sink. Believe me. This is what this is what God did in my heart. So I am not trying to condemn you if you have a farm sink. Believe me, I think they're adorable and cute. Um, but so we have to remember like where our heart is, right? There is our treasure. What are we starting to go after? The things of this world or the things of God? I am so blessed to have this home. I wasn't caring about any of that stuff until I started letting these images in my head every single night start to transform my mind. And you know what it says in the Bible is supposed to transform my mind? God's word right there in Romans 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that takes place when you are in God's word and you allow his spirit to transform you. I was allowing HGTV to transform me. So how do we live simply when we are completely bombarded by these images and we are completely bombarded by a culture that it is normal to renovate your house every five, 10 years because you have to keep it updated and it is normal to constantly keep your wardrobe updated and it is normal to serve elaborate meals all the time. We stay in God's word. We steep ourselves in God's word. And we know what the truth is, that these are things and they are temporary. But God tells us to live for the eternal things. So yes, we can enjoy good meals. Yes, we can enjoy a beautiful home. Yes, we can enjoy having nice clothes or nice things. But may we not Start spending more time on those things, seeking after those things, spending time for hours watching HDTV or for hours, you know, trying to recreate these things when we can be spending that time with God, pursuing Him, living out the gospel, serving others, and serving Him. So we need to, if we want to live more simply in this culture, we need to be completely upside down. Who is with me on that? Who is with me and is going to say, I'm not going to be influenced by what the world says. I'm not going to go after the things of this world. I'm going to sit in my Bible every single day and I'm going to let him fill me up. Let his word influence you before HGTV. Because when that HGTV started to influence my mind and I wanted that farm sink and I was starting to covet and think about how my house wasn't good, guess what? The moment I get into his word and I start filling my mind 
with his truth every day, the things of this world seem less and less important. And that's why I always say the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. Because the more we desire him, the more we spend time with him, the more we know him, the less we desire the things of this world. The things of this world become less enticing to us because he is all we need. And that is how you live simply in a world that is saturated with HGTV, Pinterest, and Instagram. So I would love to hear what you have to say about that. I'd love to continue this conversation. If you're listening over there on the blog, comment. If you found this uh, um, podcast episode on Facebook, comment. Or on Instagram, comment. And let me know. Do you struggle with this? How can you uh, live more simply? Do you do you feel that you are you know spending too much time on the wrong things? I'd love to um, continue that conversation because I feel like sometimes... I feel like I'm alone in this. Like, doesn't anyone else feel this way? You know, so if you feel like I do, reach out and let me know. Let me know I'm not alone. (laughs) So um, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And I just, I encourage you to remember that the things of this world are, yes, meant for us to enjoy, but they are not meant for us to put first. We are meant to put God first and to ultimately glorify him in our behavior and in all we do and in our purposes in life. So if you ask yourself each day, is this glorifying to God? You will know if the things you're spending your time on are where you should be. If you have someone over to your home and you serve them a simple meal, but you have a beautiful conversation and connection, you can say, yes, that glorified God. Maybe you shared Jesus with them in your home. That glorified God. If you have someone in your home and you're stressed about making it just so and you're fussing over everything, then you can take a look inside and say, hmm, I'm becoming a little prideful. Because I'm trying to puff up myself by saying, look at all I can do. Look at all the things I have. If you feel like maybe you're stretching your budget to make your house look just so, or renovate your laundry room, or buy a farm sink, or whatever that is, stop and say, does God really want me to spend my money this way? Is this honoring God with you know, being a good steward of the things that he has given you? So I encourage you to think about those things and then let me know. Let me know. Do you agree? Do you not agree? You know, we can we can talk about that. I would love to continue the conversation. So I thank you again for listening. If you are listening over there on iTunes, I would appreciate it if this podcast has blessed you in any way. If you could rate or review it because I would love to... Um, be able to share this message with more people. And the more ratings and reviews we get, the more we can share it. Also, don't forget, I have my books still available on Amazon.com. My homeschooling books are Called Home, Simply Homeschool, and Real Homeschool. And actually, Called Home is also available in Spanish. And so please check those out on Amazon. And we also have a journal. It's not just for homeschooling moms. It's for any woman. We have the Simply Seeking Him journal. That is also available on Amazon. And every day on the blog at Simply livingforhim.com right now, we have a series of daily scripture. You all know I'm passionate for encouraging women to be in the word every single day. So I am doing this right alongside with you. There's verses each day. There's a place, uh, there's actually a printable if you want, or you can just simply write it in a very plain notebook. You don't need anything fancy, but writing out the scripture, doing a little memorization, and then digging in a little deeper. We have some resources there for you. Also, the website had a little bit of a facelift recently, so you can go over 
over to simplelivingforhim.com and you can check out the new look or the new uh, way to navigate. It's a little bit easier now with things sort of in its in their places for the podcast, for the speaking, for the blog posts, and more. So if you are um, listening, I would love to continue this conversation, like I said, so visit me over there in social media. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.